When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From everyone listening, manifest this for me. Manifest the house. The market is going to get better and then raise the up. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Legally Couture. We have a guest with us today. This is Rachel Reese. Rachel, do you want to give your little elevator pitch about yourself? Tell them a little bit about who you are. Sure. Thanks for having me, Erin. So uh, my name is Rachel Reese. I live in Tampa, Florida. Um, I'm actually originally from Connecticut, but I've lived in Tampa for the last 10 years and I've lived in Florida my whole life. Oh, so you're a girl. Yes, I am. And my mom actually lives up in Rhode Island now. So we lived in Florida almost our whole lives. But in the minute my sister and I were gone, she immediately went back. She was like, I can't handle the humidity. I need the seasons. Y'all can come visit. Um, so we go up there all the time. But I moved to Tampa when I went to law school. Um, so I went to undergrad at Florida State University in Tallahassee. And then I went to Stetson University College of Law in Gulfport, which is basically St. Pete. And then I never left. I got a job in Tampa while I was in law school. Also never left. And I've lived in Tampa now for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I want to say I'll never leave, but Lord only knows. So, Lord only knows. Totally. <clears throat> I feel like so many people that go to Florida for school, or even like I went to school in San Diego, they'll like go there and then they're like, wow, I can have good weather all year. And they never exactly. leave. They never leave. Why would you leave? Yeah. And I grew up on the East Coast and so I'm on the West Coast now and they're so different. Like mm-hmm. I will never go back to the East Coast again. Yeah. But. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I love it. I love Florida. I would be totally open to move somewhere. Like I kind of want to move to Charleston, but that's a whole nother story. I don't want to take the bar exam again. So oh, yeah. Oh my goodness. The bar exam. <laughs> you will not be doing that. That was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. I, I will be doing that once and that will be it. I will not, I will not do it more than once. Yeah. But New York does like the universal one now. I forget what it's called. It's called like the universal bar something that like 40 states take or something. Oh, the UBE. Yeah. 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 So I wouldn't have to take yep. the whole thing again if I moved to most places. I feel like Florida is one of the states that doesn't take it. It doesn't anymore. But when I took it, we did, which is so odd. It went backwards. Yeah. It was that when we had to study, we had to study so many things. Because I remember, so I, I should have said this. So I'm a criminal defense lawyer. Um, I'm a partner at my firm. I've worked here literally for the last nine years. But when I, I already knew that I was going to work here. So studying for the bar exam was so hard for me because I was like, I don't need to know any of this other stuff. I'm literally only going to do criminal defense for the rest of my life. Well, I hoped I would. Um, and I was like, I don't need to learn. I don't need to know about the yeah. UCC and sales and trust in estates and oh, the UCC things. <laughs> so yeah, that was, it was difficult for me to stay focused because unlike a lot of people, I already knew what I was doing and it did not matter. Yeah. I mean, it mattered because I had to pass, but other than that, the content of the bar exam was dumb to me. No, Just that makes sense. I can see how that would be tough. If you're like, I already know I'm doing this type of law and these literally have nothing to do with it in any way. But then you yeah. and there was not even a single criminal question on my exam either of the year that I took it. I was like, Wait, what? Really? Yeah, it was insane. I think there was a couple, obviously, like multiple choice on mm-hmm. the um on one of the parts of the test, but mm-hmm. on like our actual essays, nothing criminal. Interesting. And I had already been working as an intern at my office for mm-hmm. a year by that point. So I already had more exposure than like a lot of people had, but yeah, it was fine. We still passed, thank yeah. God. That's what matters. You pass, but that's so weird that there was no criminal in the essays that year. You're like, I'm ready. I know this stuff. Literally, I would eat, eat, breathe, breathe, breath, breathe, eat, eat, breathe, sleep, eat, breath, yep. eat, breathe, sleep. <laughs> I know, but 
again, it's all good. I have passed thankfully, and I never looked back, which is why I refuse to move. Cause I don't want to ever do that ever again. Yeah, no, that's, no. that's absolutely fair. I'm sure I'll feel the exact same way after I do it, but I know some people do They're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to move. So I'm just going to take the bar again. Why? I feel like if you're going to do it, it's like immediately, if you think you're ever going to move somewhere, like for mm-hmm. me, in hindsight, I should have been like, oh, Charleston's a really cool place. I'm going to take the South Carolina bar like within six months because yeah. then you don't really have to study again. I had friends that took bars within like two years. That's one thing, but it's literally been nine years and I took it. So, so it's like, it's a little, it was a little while ago now. I'm surprised I even know like what some of the subjects were because I, again, only do criminal. So I don't ever even look at anything else. Never look at anything else. We love that. Mm-hmm. I hope I end up like that. I find a specialty and I'm like, this is my thing. And then I'm just like, I'm an expert on it and nothing else matters. <laughs> it's kind of weird though. Sometimes my friends like in the civil world will try to have conversations with me. And I'm like, I have zero idea what you're talking about. Literally zero. So mm-hmm. can you treat me like I'm actually not a lawyer? Or when my friends call me and they're like, hey, I need some legal advice. I truly cannot help you. Sarah, I do not know what your landlord tenant situation is. I do not know. No, send me your contract. I'll probably get it wrong because the uh, only thing I know is murder. I'm just kidding. All the things criminal. Though. It was murder. <laughs> that's so funny. Mm. I love that though, but you're definitely like an expert in your subject and that's what matters. I mean, I like to think so. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that I'm an expert, but I feel like I'm pretty close. I, think I can call you an expert though. Maybe you can't say it about yourself. Okay. I'll call you an expert. One day, one day. One day, you'll be a self-proclaimed expert as well. Yes. Maybe you'll write that. some fancy like book or something. Listen, yeah. um, it might already be in. It might already be in the works. Oh my god, are you writing a book? Um, I don't know if I would call I it writing a book. writing a book. I have always journaled like my whole time okay. since I became a lawyer and. Sometimes this past year, I've gone back and read some of the ones from the very beginning, and they're so funny. Because I talked about like client stories and just the mm-hmm. craziness that I see. Because my clients are all in prison already; they're already convicted, so wow. they didn't do little simple things. They all committed or are convicted of committing mostly really heinous crimes, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and so some of them are just have the audacity, the way they treated me when I was just a little baby lawyer. Mm-hmm. I would come home and I would cry into my journal at night. And I was like, why am I doing this? I was like, this little carny man who murdered someone told me I was fat and ugly today. I was like, but you know, I'm trying to get him out of a life sentence. So I was like, I don't understand why someone would leave, would want their life in my hands after saying that to me. So it would, and they're, but they're really funny. And obviously I'd have to change names, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? That I have a whole be, case of them. That could be a fun little book, like a little it could be like a compilation of all the different. Oh my god, that yeah. would be fun! I would read that. That would be entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> we also have we also have a book in our office where we keep emails from like really insane situations. Okay. Um, we call it the black book, and every time we're like, "Oh, that's one for the book," and we always said, "One, one day down the road, we'll make this up into an actual book and tell the other lawyers they can have like on their office tables oh, yeah. for like in their lobbies because it's kind yeah, of like one of those table books." Book. Yeah. They are the things that people say. I, you wouldn't even believe me. You would not even believe me. I'd probably believe you. I, I worked in a family law office last year. So, um, we got some pretty bizarre things from people because, yeah. you know, that stuff gets messy. And then we have people emailing us like about things that we don't do. And we'd be like, we can't help you. And people that were clearly like mentally ill too, sending us emails that simply didn't make sense. Or just we're like all fake and we're like, we can't help you. And um, you're definitely mentally ill. But this email that we now have forever is very funny. Thank you very much for the entertainment for two minutes. But literally. (laughs) Yeah. So, so funny. Okay. Kind of going off of your crazy stories then. And you're like, I don't know how I ended up here. I'm curious. How did you end up in this area of law? Or actually, wait, let's back it up. What made you want to go to law school at all? We'll do that first. Okay. So my whole journey is so like weird because ending up here is not has, where I started to where I am now is there. I never would have put myself sitting at this desk all these years later. Um, so my mom swears that I literally said I wanted to be a lawyer. It was either going to be a lawyer or teacher my whole life. Okay. 
And, and she used to joke and say, we knew you weren't going to be a teacher because we knew you'd be super like bougie and would need to make more money than what a teacher makes. No offense, which I always sound slightly rude, but it's fine. But so she said, I want to be a lawyer forever. When I was in high school in ninth grade, my parents got divorced. Um, and I knew it was like a long time coming. My poor parents, they, I love them. And they're always like, do you have to keep telling the story on every social media, podcast, internet, everything for the whole world to understand that we had issues. I'm like, mom, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's me. I'm so sorry. And my sister, my sister too. I'm like, y'all need therapy because of the things that I've revealed on the internet. I'm sorry. But so my parents got divorced. Um, we, I mean, I was in high school, so I was like, I'm not moving out of my town. My sister was in middle school and I was kind of like mom's favorite. She was kind of like dad's favorite. And my dad moved to South Florida and we really didn't see him. And it really messed my sister up. My parents, it was a very like amicable divorce. They were friends, Mm -hmm. but they don't have the best relationship now. And it really hurt my sister. Mm -hmm. Ironically, I've learned that her hurt, her pain also caused me pain. I just didn't know it until like as an adult, Mm -hmm. but in my mind at the time, I wanted to do family law. I was like, I'm going to help families navigate through this process and try to avoid any sort of harm to their kids. If I can, if I can help, you know, the, the person that can't really speak for themselves or who doesn't really have a dog in the fight. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do it with like the motivation of my sister. Mm-hmm. So from that moment on ninth grade on my only goal was like, I'm going to law school. I had no idea how I was going to get there, but that is why I wanted to go. And I, I did it. I, I have no idea how, but somehow we got there. You did it. You got there. But I didn't, people would say like, oh, did you do like preparations? Like, no, I literally, my mom, when I applied to college, mm-hmm. she didn't even know I got applied. One day I came home. I'm like, I got into Florida State University. She's like, what? She's like, you're going to college? She's like, you, she's like, you applied to college? When? I'm like, I don't know, like a while ago. I'm like, I'm going. I just sent in my letter. She's like, who, oh, who are you? I'm like, I don't know. I just do, I don't know. I'm just, I don't need your help. But so yeah, I just kind of winged like, things. You did it. And did you know that you wanted to stay in Florida for law school, like after being there for undergrad? Um, so I went to undergrad. One of the reasons I went to FSU was it was as far away from where I was from, but still in Florida. Cause I had like the Florida prepaid scholarship, like for my grandparents. Okay. I don't even know if they do that anymore. Um, but so I actually, I planned on, I wanted to stay in Florida, but I also applied to a couple of schools like in Georgia. I applied to like Emory. I applied to a couple other schools like in the, Southeast, but I literally didn't get into any of them. I literally did not get into any school that I applied to except for Miami and Stetson, okay. which was kind of the first time in my life I had ever like felt like a stab in the face because I had, you know, you never like fail at anything. You never, it's kind of like, wow, okay, I'm not as cool as I thought. And I ended up going to Stetson because to be candid, I had a boyfriend in college and he told me if I went to Miami that we had to break up. So I obviously was a weak human being and I went to Stetson, which I'm thankful. Everything happens for a reason, but in hindsight, yeah, questionable choices were made. He said he would break up with you if you went to Miami. Yeah, he was, (laughs) we call him. Yeah. We, yeah, he was, he was a very special human. We broke up like the first month of law school. Of course. That's, that's always what happens. You're like, yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle it. So if he wasn't going to handle you going to Miami, no way he'd handle you being in law school at all. I know he would be like, well, why do you have to be at the library all day? I was like, sir, I'm going to be an attorney. I was like, you know, what? I was like, you think I'm going to hang out with you here while I'm reading? No. So, yeah. So I ended up going to sets and it was, I mean, it was the best three years of my life, to be honest. So. Oh, that's great. I love to hear that. I'm hoping that's how I feel at the end of my law school, but you know, one L is one L. So um, we'll see how I feel next year. Yeah. Yeah. It goes by so fast though. Yeah. No, this year definitely flew by and I'm just happy to be done with one L because now we like get to pick our classes out. Yes. And it's, I feel like you guys are still like in like the COVID era. So like, I don't, I can't even imagine the people that went through all that. What I just hired an associate about two months ago and she, her last 
year and then she took the bar exam during COVID. So it was online. And then she just said it was so bizarre. And I went and spoke at sets in my law school recently and they literally, it was the first meeting they had been to. One girl was about to graduate and she's like, I have not had a single in-person thing since my one-all fall semester. Oh my God. I was like, what a terrible experience. So I feel so bad because I had such a good experience mm-hmm. um, that I just, I don't know. I can't imagine having that. No, that's crazy. My school has been pretty good about having everything in person since I started. We just did like two weeks of remote coming back from winter break. But mm-hmm. other than that, um, we've been in person for all classes, most events. Um, I think our orientation, though, was the first in person event. Like in that, like, yeah. week and a half our orientation last August, they're like, we're so happy everybody's back in the building. Right? I know. It's, I'm sure it's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. So we've been in yeah. person, but we have to test every week and mask. So I'm hoping in the fall, though. <sighs> yeah, I know you're in Florida, so very different vibe. To be fair, though, they they were still wearing masks at Stetson, at least. Oh, they were. Yeah, up until I went and I spoke there in March, I think, and they were still wearing masks. And I spoke at Florida State in January, and they were also wearing masks. So yeah. I think that the schools are a little bit more strict. Everywhere else in Florida does not care. Yeah. It seemed like the schools in New York and Boston all started to lift the masks, I think, in it was either end of March or beginning of April. But our school chose not to. And then like right after that, COVID cases in New York did spike again. Yeah, probably that ended up being better. But I'm hoping in the fall we won't have to wear them all the time, like maybe just like in classes, but not when you're just like in the building. So for sure. So. I will pray for you guys. I'm happy for you that you didn't have that experience, though. I would, I would, I wouldn't have done it. I couldn't have sat there with the mask. No, yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm happy I didn't start last year though, because I took a year off in between undergrad and law school. Oh, nice. So I'm happy I had been planning to take that year off anyway, because I could not have done like virtual law school for a year. That would not. No way. I don't. There's no way. I like it just not for me. <laughs> same. Absolutely same. I would drop out. Yeah. Oh my God. Crazy. Okay. Okay. So that is how you decided to go to law school. That's where you went. What made you switch over to this area of law when you were literally thinking, I'm going to do family law. I want to speak for the people that don't have a voice. You're still speaking for people without a voice, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. People. But so what's big shift? How did you end up here? So, so at Stetson, I don't know how your school is, but so at Stetson, we had like these things called like ambassadors. It's kind of like a mentor. Like you're, mm-hmm. you get them at orientation, you're like in a group. Anyway, I was super good friends with my mentor. She was a year older than me. And she, mind you, I had taken all family law classes. I had interned at a domestic violence shelter and a clinic. And I had done um, like everything family law. I had mentors of lawyers and judges who are family lawyers. Mm-hmm. So then end of my two all year, she calls me. She's like, Hey, I'm about to graduate. She's like, I've been working at this firm in Tampa and my boss has offered me a job after the summer, but only if I pass the bar exam and he will not let me work while I study. She was like, you should apply. So it wasn't like we had, I don't know how they do it now. But there was like an online like portal where you could actually like apply to places. So I went through there and I applied, came in and I interviewed I did not know at the time that I was not picked. They hired someone else and then she rejected them. I learned this years later when I was going through someone's email. I don't know why I randomly typed my name in, but it was like from my friend, Brooke. She was like, I promise you guys are going to love Rachel. Screw that other girl. And I remember being like, what? I literally opened my door. I'm like, are you guys kidding? Are you kidding? So I interned here for the summer. And I worked on one case. So I just had an intern start yesterday. We have not had an intern since I was an intern. Um, We've just been so busy because like during COVID, we just had so many cases that I took versus everybody else in the office. So we're still playing catch up still. So I worked on one appeal the whole summer and it was a pharmacist in federal court who was charged with conspiracy to traffic in tons of drugs. And basically like the defense was that he was threatened and pressured by all these drug addicts. They would come in his pharmacy with guns and he would give them oxy and it was right when like all the pill mill cases kind of started a couple of years ago 
Mm-hmm. Um, and by a couple of years, I mean like his case was from 2011. So like okay. 11 years. Um, yeah, that is he, 11 years ago now. I know. So I work on this case all summer, which is funny to me because I could do that case now in like a couple of days. Um, but I was so paranoid because I was like, I didn't, I was working on a brief. I didn't even know like the significant, like when we did research and writing in law school, I knew it was important, but I was like, oh, I'm never going to do that with family law. I'm like, I don't even really need to do this. So I spent all summer on it. So many phone calls with him, his wife, I meet their kids. And in hindsight, probably got a little too emotionally connected. Um, but again, I didn't know like that barrier yet, which mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I still do that. But so at the end of the summer, he, and everyone here knew that I wanted to do family law. It was known. I always talked about it. So at the end of the summer, um, my managing partner basically was like, all right, Rachel, you're going to your three all year. Why don't you stay on? He's like, do you want to have a part-time job? You can mm-hmm. work remotely a couple of days a week, help us with research, whatever. So mm-hmm. I was like, sure. Why not get paid? Only work like two days a week. So I kept staying on. <laughs> and I think like he offered me a job like in the very early of the spring and he was like listen you have a choice and I loved the people that I worked with so at the time it was my two partners now and then the girl who got me the job mm-hmm. and just like a couple of staff and I just we all just got along so well mm-hmm. and he's like you have a choice you can either go and you can try family law you can try to find a job you might like family law. He's like, you also might like the people that you work with. He's like, or you could hate it. You could hate the people you work with. You could end up hating family law. He's like, if you think this crap is crazy, he's like, you should go to, he's like, you, family law is even crazier. He's like, so that's your choice. So I ended up saying, I was like, you know what? I've helped more people that nobody else wants to help, which I realized what you said before was kind of like my it was kind of how I defended my, my choice back then. I was like, well, I'm kind of doing the same. That's my same goal. Mm-hmm. And it's turned into way more than I ever thought it could be because of the clients I represent. Um, that literally I am the only person that wants to help them. So it's kind of like a different goal, but also something very similar just because they don't really have a voice without me. People who people in prison who file things up pro se and by themselves, they just don't get the same sort of attention or respect that they would get if I represent them, which is crazy and just so dumb. But I mean, it's the truth and it's just the world that we live in. So I stayed. And then in the fall, after I took the bar exam and I passed, the girl, I love you, Brooke. I always talk about her on the internet also, that gave me the job. She quit the day after I passed the bar exam and left me with 100 clients. No. (laughs) Yeah. So I had to sink or swim, literally. Oh, my God. And uh, yeah, it was a pretty crazy couple of years. The first couple of years, I'm I'm surprised that I honestly survived. But I think it forced me to get way more experience than anyone else I knew at the time. I just had zero life outside of work. Just zero life. That's okay. Um, you have time like now. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you know, I feel like we're still we're still swimming. We're just kind of sinking. Just keep swimming. Yeah, just keep don't just don't sink all the way. That's the thing. You got to find a balance of the always with everything. Somewhere in the middle, everything. Yep, that's so with everything. Oh my god, I can't believe she literally quit the day after you were like, okay. And she and I are very good friends now. Um, she literally came to my wedding, but for the first couple years, I did not talk to her. I we used to be called. She's gonna kill me for using her name, but I don't care. We used to like we would find things. We would find clients that she had taken before she left. We call them Brooke, like Brooks. Like they were, we were like another Brooke issue. Like these people pop up. They're like, yeah, buy her Brooke. We'd be like, what? Like we'd like get calls from judges. Like, um, you're representing John Smith. Where are you? We're like, no, we're not. Brooke, none of last name. I was like, what? So yeah, it was very exciting. And my other partner got pregnant right at the same time. So it was literally me, a new baby lawyer, and our managing partner, and that was it. Oh my god, that's okay. You know, you you work with what you got. That's I know. So funny. Are you? Has the firm like grown now? Are there? Oh wait, hang on. I just realized this picture is hanging behind me. Those of you listening, not watching, can't see it. But um, I hope you post this on YouTube, not just for that. I think I think I'll post it on YouTube just for that. But it's me and my sister, literally from. 2008 
Oh my God, you're a tiny nugget. Oh my God, I was in in college. Ew. Sorry, I was in, oh my God, I was in like fifth grade, I think, 2008. Let's see. No, sixth grade. I think I was in sixth grade, but um, they were, my parents and my sisters were cleaning one of my sister's bedrooms out. She doesn't live here anymore. And it was like a crapple. So they've been cleaning it out. And now you can like go in and stuff, but they found random things and like left them in my room. But this, they hung on the wall and I saw it the other day and then forgot it was there um, until I saw it right behind me in the corner on this Zoom. I love that for you. It's a cute pick for everyone listening. Thank you. Thank you. Very cute. I don't even remember what I'm saying now. <laughs> I got so distracted. Oh, I was asking if the firm has grown because I worked yes. at a small firm. But when I started, it was like three attorneys and like a couple paralegals. But even in like the year I was there, I was there during COVID. Like they took on a couple more attorneys and a couple more paralegals because it was family law. And the family law problems were growing during COVID. <laughs> So we have, we have grown, but not like significantly just because we don't have the space for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so once Brooke left, it was just three of us, literally it was at the time it was just the two partners and then me, the little associate baby. Um, mm-hmm. now it's, I mean, I became a partner right before COVID. Now some of my clients didn't even know I was partner because I COVID happened. I made partner Christmas week of 2019. Was that when COVID started? Yeah. So I've been a partner now for like two and a half years. Um, but so now it's the three of us that are partners. We have, so our firm is kind of like divided. So we have our managing partner handles all like federal trial level cases. So like from pre-indictment through guilty verdict or plea. And then my other partner, she handles all the state trial cases. So from pre-indictment through guilty trial, guilty verdict or plea, she hired an associate who ironically I went to law school with and he was one of my groomsmen in my wedding. <laughs> um, yeah. So we hired him right before COVID happened. He had been a public defender and he quit his job. So that was very interesting because we almost had to fire him because it, nobody was getting arrested. So I was the only person that was bringing in cases because there was no active investigations. There was no grand juries. There was no nothing for them. And then there was me, people in prison didn't like, they were experiencing COVID, but they didn't understand what it was like out here. So their families were even more concerned though about getting them out because they were like, oh my God, the world is ending. So it was all on me. It was a lot of stress. It was a lot of stress. Um, no, I can't. But, so I, like, because yeah. prisons were a mess, especially at the beginning of COVID. And even before people knew like that their families would be like, we just need to get you out of there. Yes. Like, and oh now God. it's like the backlog is crazy because everything just got pushed back so then I have an associate too um but I have one associate and then we have we each have our own assistant so like there's one pair there's one assistant for like our appellate group oh, so okay. we do the appeals of the state and the federal stuff though um and then so there's three pair there's three assistants I don't say paralegals we don't have a single paralegal we all do our own stuff okay. so we have three assistants one receptionist one money girl like she like she basically just calls everybody she's awesome and she deals with like our new clients potential clients um and then we have an intern right now we were supposed to have two but only you know only having one mm-hmm. and then we have our guy that does like all of our pr stuff he also is in our office even though he's not part of our firm it's like we don't have any space we or else i think that we would get bigger because we have more clients we could add several more Mm-hmm. we just don't have the we don't have the room for it it's wild and our office is very much like suits like very hardy specter like glass walls everywhere and oh okay okay i know people if you guys see this on youtube it doesn't look like this behind me because my office is a disaster but it's all the paperwork from prison it just yeah my assistant's office like falls in around her falls in it's crazy that's so funny that's like the paralegals at my office would have like stacks on their desk that would just be like tipping over <clears throat> yeah so did my life behind me. It's crazy. No, the amount of paper. Oh my goodness. But that's what happened to the office I was at. They ended up getting so big. Like I said, I was working there. Um, so I started working there July of 2020 and I went through July, 2021. So it was like the, the full oh, nice. COVID year. So yeah, it was really nice to have that for my year off and they had different areas of law, but, um, one of the biggest one was family law and they expected that they were going to have no business 
when COVID hit in like March. And then everyone got divorced. And then everybody, not even just, yeah, everyone got divorced. But before the divorces started happening, it was all like child custody issues with people that were divorced. Oh. Like, well, um, I don't want to give them to them because they were in contact with this person. Oh so, my God. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and then parenting plans had to be like redone because they weren't like physically in school anymore. So, and they weren't like seeing them as much. So like, even like, yeah, in terms of like, oh my God, that's a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it was crazy. Yeah, I did not think about that. No. So they thought they were going to like lose all of their business and they were like, oh my God, we're going to have to fire people. They had just taken on a new paralegal like two months before. But then like the business was booming and it continued to boom while I was there. So then the real estate market opened back up a lot. And we had yep. the real estate side of the practice and we did immigration. And, the, you know, there's always immigration issues. People always need immigration attorneys. Oh, yeah. Pandemic or not. Um, so it was crazy. It, like it grew so much throughout the year. I was in charge of all the intakes for real estate and the general practice side. So like I saw that's such, good, that's such a good experience for you. Wow. No, I was so grateful for that experience. They literally made the position for me. I was supposed to be like a paralegal in um, real estate because you don't need a paralegal degree in New Hampshire. It's one of the states that you can just like learn on the job. Nice. um, Yeah, very nice. We love that. But um, they ended up like making me a combined position. So I did like the intakes for real estate and general practice because they knew I wanted to like see a bit of everything. No, that's good. They were great. It was a it was a nice couple that owned the firm together. So that makes sense. They were so sweet. One did general practice, one did real estate, and then they had a couple more attorneys on each side. But they had to. Where was I going with that? Oh, they had to get a new office. I just found out um, just a couple months ago they moved into a new office because they are still continuing to grow from the boom that started during COVID, and that is crazy to me. Oh my God! If we ever moved offices, I would cry. We've just been here for so long. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way we would ever. Oh, move. I was surprised they moved. Because <clears throat> I'm sure, they've been in that building for like ten or so, ten plus years, because it yeah, had gone through a whole cycle of one of the partners dying, and then just um one of the the wife in the couple. She like had the firm, and then she brought her husband into it. He had been somewhere else. It's so, like they had oh, nice. been in the office forever. Yeah, yeah. He's been here for like twenty. We've been here for like twenty years. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I want to move after that, but they, they did move because they're growing. So crazy. Wow, good for them. And they still like each other. That's amazing. I know that's crazy too, <laughs> especially working in family law. They're like, yeah, I work in family law. I guess you just see so much probably that it shows them what they don't want to be like, probably. That's totally fair. My <clears throat> boss, yeah. Because my boss that worked um, in the family law side, not the real estate, she would always say, how she's just like appalled by some of the things that people do and fight over. She's, she was always like, it's just about like a lack of communication. She said that yep. she would to her clients and she'd be like, oh, you got mad that they didn't do the dishes. Did you ask them to do the dishes? And they'd be like, no, I just like, they should know. I want them to do the dishes. No, that's not how it works. It's not, that's not how it works. So yeah, maybe that did help them because she'd be like, we want nothing. We don't want to be anything like this. Yeah, absolutely. No, that is take so notes. Okay. Take notes. Yeah. So, how long have you been at this firm then? So, I don't know what year you graduated. I've been here for actually like almost to the day nine years, and then I've been a lawyer for eight years. I think I said I've been a lawyer for nine years, but I'm not eight years. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been here for almost nine years exactly. Like my intern started yesterday, oh. so that means I literally started at sometime around here. It's like it's intern season. Yeah, uh, my managing partner, his son was actually born the day I started. I didn't see him for like the first two weeks I was here. Yeah, I was like, do I have a boss? Like, what am I supposed to do? I didn't know what. I just came in to literally, I remember there was 10,000 pieces of paper on this desk. And it was yeah. like, go through these and mark pages you think might be important for an appeal. I was like, huh? Okay. <laughs> okay. I had no idea what I was doing. Okay, I'll figure it out. But it was yeah. fine. I mean, it was a learning experience. And that's how you learn, I think. Yeah, that's definitely yeah, nine years. Yeah, you just get thrown into it. But nine years. Never left. Never. I know. You're almost at your 10 year anniversary then. Oh my God. That's wild. That is wild. that's weird. That's Does weird. It feel like it's been 10 years or did it fly by? Um 
it flew by, but it feels like longer than that. I understand that. Because it's just so much. And then so much has changed in my own life that it's just like mm -hmm. crazy to look back. And I'm like, well, we're still here. We're still alive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so but, and you're still at no, the firm. It's like you're it's your consistent. Other things have changed. Right? Yes. Which is, yeah, exactly. It is my, it is my consistent place because so much else has changed and it's kind of weird. So many of my other friends, it, I only know um, my ex-husband who I met in law school. He is one of the only people that I know that also started his firm right after law school and is still there. Almost every other friend that we have from law school has gone somewhere else. They did like a year or two somewhere and now they're somewhere else or they went on their own. We were like, we were the few of the two and I think it's because we were like really honest with ourselves about what we wanted in our jobs and that's why I mean honestly we put our jobs first marriage second which would not recommend um but it's why I think we both are still at our jobs and we're both partners and we're both yeah we both love our jobs and we'll never probably ever leave so that's so fun though I love that for you I hope whatever job I end up at that's how I am but I'm like I love this place I'm gonna stay here forever but I know it's great that sounds great. I get bored so easily though. So I don't know if that'll happen with me. I have 80. You have to, you have to find inherent. Okay. To get bored. Same, same. However, you have to find something that you like, but also is busy enough with different things. Like for me, okay. I literally never get bored. I wish I got bored. I wish I got bored. Okay. Like literally these are all, like, I, I wish I got bored. There's just nothing boring about my life right now. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of like the key. Mm -hmm. is finding something that like I love to write briefs and motions but I also love to go to court so I, I will make sure that I have at least two hearings a week to like break up the days and I go to the jails and I mm -hmm. find ways to not be bored so I mm -hmm. like plan out my weeks in a strategic kind of way so in the beginning I just sat in this office and I did I never got bored because the cases were interesting mm -hmm. but the days were long like now they don't, they go too fast okay I go get here at 7 a.m next thing I know at 7 p.m and I'm like what? what happened so yeah <laughs> that's that makes sense though like even if it's so it has to be like a topic that I'm interested in of course but then like find ways to break it up so like you'll be like oh I mean I go to the jail yes. like these days that's smart right now yeah, like I don't know right now I'm leaning towards litigation because of that aspect of like some days I can be in court then and some yeah. days in the office positions like Exactly. Obviously COVID changed a lot of that stuff. Like there are still a lot of days of reading that stuff remotely now, yeah. but it still breaks up the day, right? It's still mm -hmm. like, you're not just reading through documents. You're not going through discovery. We, I had an, I had an associate before the one mm -hmm. I have now. And to be honest, I kind of failed her because I didn't allow her to do a lot of things outside of the office. And I think that she got bored and she kind of lost interest because of that. She'd mm -hmm. worked here literally since she was in college. She literally was shooting a Stetson and she was an intern while she was at Stetson. Okay. Um, so I, we thought, she thought that she loved it. And I don't know if she just realized afterwards she just didn't, or if she got bored because she didn't, she didn't like to go to court. So she just would get stuck okay. here doing mountains of paperwork and mm -hmm. that can be exhausting. Yeah. That's what, yeah. that's what I don't want. I don't want to just be sitting in an office all day. No. Every, like I need to be going to court. Or like, I don't, I'm not like against real estate law. I'm like, I kind of like real estate law. So like, I would do that if I'm like going to closings. Yes, like the attorney absolutely. At my firm would go, so they would do their work to get ready for closings. And then they would go to closings. They'd get like breaks throughout the day. So that's, that's what I want. I don't want to just be sitting in an office all day, every day. I think that's good though. I think that's good to know that though, going into it because you can look for something and you can make your intentions known at the beginning of what you want. So yeah, that's so true. And then that'll weed out like specific types of law too, where I would just be sitting in an office all day. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm excited to start trying out more areas of law, but I'm excited for you. Thank you. So <laughs> I love that you've been there for so long and now your partner, you've got such a fun life, Rachel. Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. Something like that. Something like that. Okay. Speaking of your fun life, how do you, I know you said you work a lot, but how do you balance work with other things? Because like we follow you on social media, we see 
you go on trips and vacations and stuff. How have you found that balance? You've been doing this for nine years. So you've had time to kind of figure it out. So how do you find that balance? What tips would you give to other people? <laughs> so in the very beginning, I found balance by getting a dog. I don't know if that would work for everyone, but it I, I, me to... I got her for law school for balance. I'm telling you, it forced me to go home every day at lunch and walk her and hang out with her and eat and take a lunch break, which I don't do anymore. Mm-hmm. And then it forced me to go home at like five. Don't get me wrong. I would still do work later. Yeah. And, but I got Sophie, my little baby girl, which just makes me so sad. I'm like, oh my God, she's so old. I'm like, oh. I literally got her. Yeah. How old my, like, is she now gone? She's like eight? seven, eight. She'll be eight in August. Oh my God. I'm going to cry right now. Um, What? I literally got her in October. I don't know. It's pretty soon after I passed, which is a which, yeah, that was, I don't know if that was a good idea, but it, she, she was my happy breaks. So that forced me to find balance. So, so what I always tell everybody, my advice is, this is just like from when you start day one, make your intentions known. For example, I used to go to like spin classes and I would, I was very, I would tell my boss at the time, I would say, listen, I'm putting on the calendar these two nights a week. I need to leave here by five o'clock because I need to go to spin class. It is something that is good for my mental health and my mental health will be better. If my mental health is good, my work productivity will be good. Yeah. If I have something that needs to get done that day, it will get done. It just might be later, but I need to leave and do that. And I think that it was super important and also showed him that I'm not afraid to tell him what I want. And he respected me a lot for that. And there was never a single question I put in my calendar for Tuesdays, Thursdays, every single week for literally a whole year. And even if I didn't go, I left. I was like, oh, whoops, I got to go spin class. Bye. Um, I love that. So I just like set my intentions, set, set boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I did not do is I got into a habit of if somebody else was here. So if he was here late working on something, I felt like I had to stay here even if I wasn't doing anything productive. Okay. And so my associate, I told her, I'm like, do not ever do that have a conversation with your boss and say, listen, this is something I've been warned about. Again, I would rather use my time productively. If I find myself in like a funk or I just need a break, you should, you should be able to communicate with whoever your supervisor is or whoever your boss is, because again, they will appreciate your productivity better. If you're, if whatever you need to do to stay productive is basically what they're going to care about. Um, so I don't follow those rules. I'm terrible. At, I have the worst. I have balance, obviously, but I'm forced to have balance. Mm-hmm. Getting a social media platform kind of forced me to find a little bit more balance. Yeah. Um, I've always been like a traveler. I always planned trips. Weekend trips were like my thing. It gave me something to look forward to. And I was kind of like a work hard, play hard kind of person well, my whole life. I was always like that. We love it. Um, so like I normally will literally right now my life has been extra crazy. I've been on more trips than I even can honestly afford. It's fine. We're fine. So my voice sounds like this, it's okay. but you know, I'm 32 living my best life. So, <laughs> but I just, it, planning things out in advance, um, was obviously super helpful for me just making time and calendaring everything for me also helped. So the balance is so important because otherwise you're going to get burnt out. And honestly, if I had not gotten, which ironically, you'd think that I'd be more burnt out now because I'm busier than I ever was because I have social media and this now, Yeah. but I enjoy the social media side. So it's not, it doesn't feel like that's why I won't make it work. I refuse. Yeah. I, like barely, I barely even like do any sort of like collaborations. So I'm like, no, yeah. I want it to be fun. I want it to be my outlet. And, yeah. I, and it is, and that's what it is. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, that's how I do this podcast. Like, I make like a little bit of money off of it. Like I just have like my anchor sponsorship. Yeah. It's my creative outlet. I have law school. Now I'm going to have my internship, yes. but I have this. As Everyone something- needs to find that. Everyone yeah. needs to find that thing that the thing that they want to take a break from the other thing that they love. Like I love my job, but it's not healthy to only have that all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just not. So you have to find other things that fit into your life and fit into your schedule, but also make you take also take lunches. You literally don't get paid enough to not take lunches. And I never take lunches. So you should start taking lunches. This this is the problem though. The problem (laughs) with traveling is that you have so much to make up when you're, because I normally will take a day off when I go. So like I've literally taken the last Fridays off like the last couple of weeks and it's hard to make it up. 
it's hard yeah. to make it up. So you got to work through lunch sometimes. That's fair then because you're giving yourself like a longer weekend. So it's like you miss yes. lunches, but you're going to get a nice three day vacation weekend. Yes. And that's my, well, always is my goal. I would rather work a longer day mm-hmm. and work four days a week yeah. than work a shorter day and work five days a week. Yeah. Okay. No, I agree with that. I hope that like, I hope that that becomes more of a shift in general, because I know a lot of big corporations now are doing like flexible schedules where you can like four days a week for longer hours and you can work like any of the four days, but doing four days, or you can even do like a shifted schedule. Like instead of doing like a normal nine to five, you could do like a 10 to six, 10 to seven. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think more places should do that because different people work better with different Mm -hmm. schedules. And it's not fair that we all have to work nine to five. Not yeah. So the, um, the courthouse here, the circuit courthouse here, a couple of my friends are the staff attorneys for judges and they get to do that. So as long as they work, like some of them literally work six to three. So like if you're a morning person and you want to get in there at six, you can only do that two days a week. You have to work seven to four. That's like the early, she can go in the early, she can leave us four. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm such a morning person. I would love to work seven to four. Mm-hmm. Then I can actually get my errands done afterwards, which is why I like having a third day of the weekend because I end up doing all my like chores because I don't have time during the week yes to do anything no Barely. I totally I agree with that I love that the um I worked at the San Diego district attorney's office when I was out there for undergrad and mm-hmm. um they allowed flexible schedules like that so one of the girls that was just like a step above me like she had been like a student intern worker during undergrad so then she was like a legal assistant when she graduated she would work every day, seven to three 30. And I was like, well, I'm not a morning person. So I would have a later shifted schedule, hey, but, who it, cares? Really? but it works for you, but it works for me. And that worked for her. She loved being done early. She was a morning person. She would get to work alone. Nobody else would be in the office. Right. And sometimes people who are not morning people, they sit at their desk for like an hour and drink coffee and talk to everybody until they're awake. That's me. Eventually. I can't. I can't get anything done before 10 o'clock. Like no matter what I do, like my brain is not, it's not awake. I can't Alive. get done before 10. Hopefully so. with COVID, I think a lot of places are realizing that things are not as, things are a lot more flexible than we originally thought. And productivity is really the goal. Yeah. You know, people will just look at that. We have a rule. We don't have, a, we don't have like a handbook here. I'm allowed to take as many days off a year as I want. As long as I get my stuff done. That's the rule. That's what it And I be. honestly bring, I bring my laptop on vacations with me. I always have like court and stuff, but I get it done and I work in the airport and then I go and I get three days and then I come back and I work my butt off and or you will, I've never been in my nine years here. I've never been told like you're going on too many trips and I go on a lot of trips. You do go on a lot of trips. <laughs> I'm going to Nashville this weekend and I'm like. Oh my God, that's so fun. I haven't been to Nashville since I turned 21. So um, it's a wild time. I need to get there. I just, I stopped there on a road trip going to Texas when I think, oh, I just graduated high school. So I was 18. So yeah, I, like, it's a different place there. It's a different place there now. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I've got to go. It'll be fun. That's exciting for you though. But I love that you just like set that balance from the beginning though. I feel like a lot of people are afraid to do that, to just be like, these are like, I have to leave at this time, these two days. And yep. like, I've got my dog. So I'm going home for my lunch to Walker. Like, you, you I, I mean, I don't know. I was afraid. I was afraid, but it like honestly helped me develop a better relationship with my superiors here because they're like, oh, like she respects herself and she respects us enough to let us know. Mm-hmm. And she must really want to do a good job here because otherwise she's saying she needs to do this for her mental health, right? So she's already aware that this job is very taxing and it's emotionally draining. And she, needs that. And so for them, I think it just shows that you are very, very invested in making your position with their firm, the fulfilling of the best that you can. You got to make it about them and like Mm. doing what's best for everyone. Yes. Doing like, I'm doing this so I can benefit you better. Exactly. Everything. They would like eat that. Like, Oh my God. Like you'll work better. Like I got a dog. I got a dog so I can take a lunch break. Mm-hmm. So I'm not hungry in the afternoon and I can stay a little long. Literally, yeah. you could think of him like, it's fine. Yeah, that's so smart. Was, I, re- I remember he was like, okay, Rachel, whatever <laughs> you need to do. <laughs> you know, I was full of shit. So it's fine. That's so, so funny. 
that one's, that one's a little bullshit. But the, but the um the spin classes, that's real though. You've got to, you know. Yeah, but then I got then I got a Peloton. He was like, I know you have a Peloton. And I was like, ah. <laughs> but you got to do you got to do your Peloton ride right at seven. Yeah, I was like, I have a live class. It's the same thing. Get off me. Get off me. That's so funny. I love that advice. Yeah. I'm gonna pass that along to everyone. Like you should. You should. I love that. Day one. Day one. Day one. Day one. Let them know. Have the hard have the hard conversations. That way you don't have to tell them when you're burnt out later. I mean, honestly, it's the better of two evils, I promise. Yeah, no, that's so fair. I honestly, like just working for the one year at my firm last year, like I did get burnt out. I think it was partially because like the work was boring for me too, because I wasn't- That's good that you got that out of the way then, yeah. I wasn't like, I wasn't doing the exciting things. I was just, you know, it was like all the intakes and stuff. So like, it's just, it wasn't a lot of fun. terrible. Oh, heck no. Not a lot of fun. So I did get burnt out at the end and probably, but it was also like prime COVID. So you couldn't go out and do a lot of things. Yeah, that's, no. So there weren't like as many outlets. So I feel like if I did that job again now, I wouldn't get burnt out as fast. Cause I think in law, I'm more balanced now, like starting my podcast and getting my dog. So it's like, it's things Things that fit into your life, but also make you take breaks from your other stuff. It's perfect. Exactly. Like, but we're not saying if a dog won't fit into your life, get it. Don't do that. If you don't have time to do not do that. Do not get, yeah, no, do not buy a dog. If you cannot take care of it. Yeah. Don't get a dog. If like, you've got like a two hour commute and you, you can't take care of it. We're going to get a dog walker. That's what we have now. (laughs) Our dog walker takes our dogs every day from 1 PM to 5 PM. No, she takes them on walks. Yeah. She's like family though. She's been walking Sophie since day one. So. Oh my God. that. I mean, not, not, not day one, you know, but like, yeah, I, I would still go home and eat lunch. <laughs> go home and eat lunch. Oh my goodness. Thankfully for me this <clears throat> summer, I don't have to worry about the dog walker thing yet because I'm going to be working hybrid anyway. And Ooh, I love that. Cool. Yeah, we love it. So, and I live right now, 15 minutes, like a 15 minute walk from my school. So even when I am there all day, I can just nice. go home, go walk Lorelai and come back. So, oh my god, I love it! Thank you, she's such a sweetheart too, and she'll be good when I'm working from home. I'll just feed her lots of treats. <laughs> okay, I think. Oh, I, need I should get another dog. You do. You need to get another dog. Well, because I you, I think you've seen you share your dogs right with your ex, so they go back and yep. forth. Yeah, and honestly, I don't see them as much as I would like to, because my apartment. So he lives in the house like that we had lived in before, and so. Okay. Basically, I my heart is too large. I can't like I don't like to take them away from there as more than I have to. So what they're comfortable with. It's where they yeah. yeah. That's so sad. So one day I'll probably get another one for myself. We'll see. Yeah. You could when I get out of my condo. God, I need to get out. Right, yeah. When I get a house. When I get a house. Yes, get a house. You deserve a I'm house. Work- I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Okay. I believe in you. I'll manifest it for you. I'll put yes, my please. Everyone, everyone listening, manifest this for me. Manifest a house. The market is going to get better and Rachel's going to get a house. Yes. What type of house do you want? What should we be picturing? Um, I don't even care. Like my house before was so big. And do you want to, I, I can only, I can only say that because people saw it on TikTok so much and Instagram and stuff, but yeah. no, I don't really care. I don't need a pool. I okay. just need like a small yard. I just want like a two bedroom, at least two bedroom. I would prefer three. I'm going to turn one of the rooms into a closet slash gr- oh. office. So with three bedrooms would be good then because then you can have three bedrooms, two bathrooms. And then I can have like a little guest room. So my mom already was like, you're going to get a two bedroom and not have a guest room for me. Well, it's my, that's not, that's not the balance I want in my life. My closet office is more important. You can sleep on the couch. Right. I go, I'll put a day bed in the the closet office and you can pull it out. That actually, that would be a smart combination. If you don't, if you find a two bed, Mm -hmm. not a two bed. Genius. You're really thinking. Okay. Um, I'm going to manifest that for you. It's in my Thank head. Thank you. Everyone manifest. I love this for me. Manifest it. Okay. My right last- every morning, I'm like, we are going to find a house soon. Yes. Every morning, I wake up and go, Rachel's going to get her house today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My last question for you before we do our two little quick end segments is what would your top three tips be for people who are currently in law school or like thinking about law school? It can be like, Career-wise, it can be specifically about law school. Okay. 
Um, my number one, and I've always said this. I've always said this. I treated law school like a job. Even the days I didn't have class, I would still get to class. I would still get to the campus every single day at the same time. I would literally stay in between. I literally had like such a good schedule. So that way when I graduated and I actually had to become an adult and go to work every day, I was in such a better position. Like there was this guy from my school that would literally stay all night. He then got a job and they fi- ended up firing him. And they're like, dude, you can't come to work at 5 p.m. So having a schedule, like treating it to law school like a job, I know, insanity. He was an idiot. Sorry. He really? literally used to work above me. And he, if he ever heard this, he would know exactly what I'm talking about because he knows it. Um, and he was like, he was literally like 19 years old when he went to law school. So he was like super, annoyed. like he just was over the top about everything. So 18 years old. Yeah. Treat it like a job get a schedule because it will not only help you to be successful in school, but it will help you after school. You'll already have the routine down. Cause a lot of people, they've never had like that. This kind of a job. Um, it's that's different. my number one. It's, it's so different. It's, it's so different. It's, it takes getting used to. Number two, keep an open mind. Obviously I'm the perfect example. I thought I was dead set on doing one thing. Um, and I, if I had not had an open mind, I would have never even applied for the internship. So when opportunities come, take them. And that kind of goes into my last piece of advice, try everything. Even if, and my one regret is even though I thought I wanted to do family law, I wish I would have taken more classes or gone and shadowed people or done other things to make sure that I didn't want to do something else because I really kind of cornered, I put myself in a box and if that would have, it's kind of like, they say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. The same thing. What if I couldn't have gotten a job? I had some friends who were like, I will absolutely be a prosecutor. And then they couldn't get a job at the state attorney's office. And then they were literally screwed and they ended up getting jobs that they hated. So I think that it's just important to like keep it up in mind, but also try so many different things. So that way you can make sure the thing you end up doing is what you actually really want to do and not, don't be afraid to fail either because, oh, there's a fourth one. Apply to your bar exam, apply for the bar early. And be honest about everything that's ever happened. We could do a whole other podcast on that if you want, because the stories. But yeah, that's my fourth piece of advice. Okay, we'll have to do a whole other podcast on that because now I've got questions. <laughs> no, oh my god, my anxiety just—I just literally started sweating <laughs> thinking about the whole process. Ah, so yeah, don't worry, don't stress yet. But okay. if you have not already applied and you're listening, you should already start applying. Okay. Okay, Rachel, ready? Our last two little segments. So we'll do this one first. Oh my God. And of course I forgot to think of something. Okay. The first one is, it's called the how to be a better person segment. And it's something that you can do to, it could be an environmental thing, a sustainability thing, an organization to donate to, something to volunteer for. It could be, it could be anything. I can go first if you want. I just thought of one. Yeah, you can go first. You can go go, first. I'll go first. You can think. Okay. Okay. So um, I'm going to do, you should foster an animal if you're able to like, and maybe also it could be good if you're like testing out, if you can handle having a dog or not, or a cat, like, it's not full commitment. It's not for life. You're fostering this animal until they can be adopted. And sometimes there's like, you know, the fosters fail and you end up keeping it and it turns into an adoption. But it's a good way to test out if you could handle having a dog. So like we said, if you're if you can't do that one, but it's like a good little test out to see if it would work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought of something. And this this kind of goes along with what my job is, obviously. There are so many organizations that allow you to send cards to inmates like all over the country. It's not like a pen pal thing. It's literally just like, um, just kind of like, you know, hope you're like, you don't even have to know these people, but they have free ways you can send cards. Um, and it's like buy the books or whatever it is. It's not expensive at all. Some of them are even free. It's just like nonprofits. And mm-hmm. some of my clients, so every year I do a Christmas card for my clients. I got my own money. And mm-hmm. that's actually like, honestly, how I started doing like lawyer TikToks. Cause I made a TikTok about it once. And so the other day, the other day, my client was like, you know, I've never gotten a card until you sent me this card. Some people have no family. They have no friends. And literally like some of my clients are like, you didn't send me a card this year. Cause like some of the prisons got really strict. 
And I was like, no, I did. I'm like, I promise. And like, they're just so sad about it because some people just literally their families just give up on them. So these, there's like, I think there's like three major ones. If you just Google like inmate greeting cards, um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of one of them. It's called like flick something. I did a, a panel with a bunch of people once and he was on it and he started it for his brother. And now his brother's out, but he just kept doing it because it was just so like, you have no idea the random person that you could send a card to and it will help them. Like just knowing that somebody out there took the time to like go on there and do that. I mean, it's not a lot, but it's something that could honestly save someone. Wild as it, as wild as it is, it's that easy. That's like, that's so cute. I'm going to be sending cards to inmates now. I'm going to, I'll look up the, I'll look up the top, the one that I'm thinking of and I'll um, message it to you. Okay. Perfect. Way, if you want to share it and like yeah. your bio or something. Yeah. I'll totally, I'll share it. I can put it in the description of the episode. Yeah. Putting the episode description. I can share it on Instagram too. When I post it. Can yes. I? Yeah. Yeah. Love I, it. Love that's it. Cute. That's adorable. Okay. And then our last segment is it's usually a fun thing to do in New York City, but you can also do something in Tampa. When I have guests that are other places, we'll do other cities too. Or it could be a fun summer activity that pertains to Tampa or New York. Okay. I'm going to do Tampa because honestly, I love New York, but everything I do there is just involved alcohol, which I don't feel like is appropriate. No, we Um, definitely give a lot of um, bar recommendations on here. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you every place I've gotten tattoos, that which is a lot in New York. Every time I go up there, I swear I get a tattoo. Um, <laughs> so Tampa for sure. Okay. So there's Tampa is, has a lot of places that are kind of like, they're not, I don't want to call them outdoor markets, but they're like outdoor areas where there are tons of restaurants, shops, bars. So like where I live, it's called channel side. And there's a place called Sparkman Wharf. And basically it's literally right outside my window, but it is like a little area and has like food trucks and has a bowling alley, like an electro, like a cool new tech bowling alley. It's got like bars, restaurants, it's got like an outdoor patio. They have live screenings of like lightning games and things like that. So there's Sparkman Wharf and there's also Armature Works. And it's the same kind of concept. They're probably like 10 minutes apart. And they're just, I always recommend people go to them because you can literally find something for everyone. And it's not like, it's not like, oh my God, this one person doesn't want this. Like, oh, well, you guys can all literally get your own thing. Um, and it's just a good time. It's free. You know, you can, they always have like outdoor events going on. Like right now, because the lightning is obviously playing and the hockey arena is right on the other side. They've watched parties every single night. I literally don't even have to watch the game because I can hear people screaming outside my window when they score. So you just know what's happening already. <laughs> yeah, but it's like very cute, very like aesthetically pleasing. It's got like all the cute lights and the picnic tables. And they have live bands every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Like it's just a good relaxing time, but it's definitely like a go-to. I tell everyone that comes to Tampa now that they should do one of the two. They also have an adult game place where like everything's like the life size called Park and Rec. Okay. I yeah, love that. That's, yeah. why I sa- that's why I sound like that because I sang karaoke there yesterday. <laughs> that's where you sing the karaoke. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's funny. all the time all I, the time I'll have to check those out I'm gonna I want to come to Florida this summer I have a friend I'm not good with geography though um I have a friend that's oh where's he interning oh he's gonna be in Miami actually but um I will have to come to Tampa at some point yes come to Tampa I have to go to this uh, as much as I love to travel I like to host too so okay okay I will come yeah so much fun and then this is your this is your official invitation okay I'll have to come then. I need a good vacation. I will come to Tampa. I love that. Do it. <laughs> I got a good rooftop pool too. It's very fun. Oh, okay. Very exciting. A rooftop pool. Okay. Yeah, it's very bougie. <laughs> why, this is, no, but this is the this is why I need to move out. This is why I need a house because mm-hmm. it's not. Everyone <laughs> calls our our apartment complex the fraternity apartments because it's oh. just party all the time. Like, I'm too old for that. That's so funny. I absolutely, I love that. I worked in the party. I not, I worked. I lived in the party complex when I was out in undergrad. It was right across the school street from school. And it was just, it was a party complex. Yeah. That's my, that's my apartment. (laughs) I love that. I'll give a fun New York tip kind of along those same lines. We have free movies in parks in New York in the summer. They're like, Oh yeah. I've seen my friends go to those. Yeah. I know Bryant park has a bunch. <sighs> yes. So, um, I want to check those out this summer because I moved like end of the summer last year. So this summer, I definitely want to go to some of the movies. Yes. I love that. It's my recommendation. 
Yeah. Okay. That is the episode, guys. Rachel, do you want to tell everyone where they can follow you? Mm, if you really want to follow me, my life is crazy. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my name is the same on everything. So my name, and for those of you listening, this is kind of a funny, and like this is a um, exclusive information. My name is actually spelled wrong on everything on the internet. Because <laughs> I used to have crazy people contact my office. Um, okay, wait, I thought it was spelled wrong because I saw your yeah. name somewhere else. Spell- in my in my emails. Yeah. Right. So it's R E my name is actually R E C H A E L. And then my last name is like Candy, R-E-E-S-E. Um, my mom thought she'd be cool and spell me like Rachel. She thought she was doing something cool, but she did not. So on the internet, it is my username on everything is R-A-C-H-R-E-S-E. And then the number three. Uh, literally that's middle on everything but everybody thinks my name is just spelled r-a-c-h-e-l-r-e-s-e okay I'm happy. i always laugh I'm, I'm like only the realists know my real spellings not all yeah. you guys are in the know do not call my office and harass me though oh my goodness that's so so funny i like yeah. i swore i was like i swear this isn't how she spells her name when i saw I know, it, I emailed you from my work email yeah. yeah i was like i've gotten an email from her and she didn't sign it this way i was like why does okay it all adds up now i yep. <laughs> okay and then you guys can follow us as you know legally couture podcast tiktok instagram my instagram is erin.lindsay13 tiktok and instagram yeah Thank you for coming on, Rachel. Thanks, Erin. You're the best. Amazing. All right, everybody. Have a nice week.